Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler, and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And before we get started, I want to ask you a favor. Wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast, I want you to take a screenshot And when you do that, post that screenshot on your social media, because I want to hear either your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway for this episode. So again, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening, post it on your social media, tag us, that's important, tag us here at A God Shift. And then I just want to hear your biggest aha or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Why do I do that? I'm one of the few hosts probably that really care about how many downloads I have. I don't do this for what they call vanity metrics, I guess. I do this because I want to give people hope that are going through things and I want to bring people closer to God. And the more times that these episodes are shared, the better opportunity we all have to make sure that happens. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing. All right, I'm going to read my guest's bio and we're going to get started. So my guest today graduated with a bachelor's from Columbia International University and holds two master's degrees from the University of South Carolina in elementary education and elementary counseling. With 28 years of experience in public education as a teacher, counselor, and adjunct professor, she currently serves as a counselor at Orchard Park Elementary School. She has served as a trustee of the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention and has held leadership roles in many Baptist churches. She has done mission work in Gaza, Yemen, the Czech Republic, Romania, and China. She is a soloist, Bible teacher, and Christian speaker. She is the president of Laity Alive and Serving, which her father started in 1985. She was a contributing author for The Chosen Path, 365 Inspirational Messages, Love is a Flame, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Shaping the New You, and Online with Christian Devotions. She also contributes to the Baptist Courier in South Carolina. She does a lot, y'all. I can't wait to hear from her. I want to welcome to the show, Jenny Brandt. Thank you, Shana. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So I've talked a lot about what you do, but I want to talk a little bit about a God shift because most times when people hear a God shift, they think it sounds really neat and really clever, but no one really knows what it is until I define it. So my definition of a God shift is the moment a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose, and then it moves you into greater dimensions of possibility. And Jenny, I believe that God uses disruption. He uses these unexpected circumstances, sometimes challenging and tough times, to get our attention and invite us into a better place. And so I would love to hear if you could share a time that God has actually put you in a position where you had to overcome disruption in order to get where you are today, because you've done a lot. 
Absolutely. Well, I have to be honest and tell you, I always considered myself a health nut because I helped our district to revamp our school lunch program. And I taught all the children at my school about good health and good eating habits. And my God shift came when I got my cancer diagnosis just four months after my mother had died from breast cancer. So the first shock was when the doctor called and said that lump, Jenny, that you found, yes, it is cancer. That was the first shock. The second shock was when they called me to let me know, oh, further information shows from that biopsy that your cancer is aggressive. And then after the MRI, the surgeon took me into his office, put my MRI on a life-size screen when I didn't believe him. And he said, it looks like it's in your lymph nodes and all over your body. And those were just three shocks in a row. And I kept saying, Lord, I know you're in this. I know you're with me. What is it you're trying to teach me through this? Because let me tell you, cancer is a wake-up call, especially when you're considered a health nut and you're trying not to get it in the first place. And so it sent me on a quest to discover what caused my cancer, number one, because my doctor sat down with me and said, there are eight risk factors for this cancer. I didn't have even one of them. Mercy. Then they did extensive genetic testing. And nothing came back there either. And so I was like, Lord, what more do I need to see here? And so it sent me on a quest. I began to search the scriptures. I began to search the medical research. I began to read books by doctors and scientists and everything I could get my hands on, attend medical seminars and cancer conventions And it's like God was putting the pieces, as I was saying, Lord, show me what I need to learn from this. He was putting the pieces together, a bigger picture, so that I could find out what caused my cancer, number one. And number two, the other thing I wanted to find out was, what can I do to help my doctors to beat it and to help prevent it from coming back and lessen the side effects of all these crazy treatments I've got to go through? You know, what I love about what you're saying, Jenny, is that the first in multiple questions that you asked God was not why, not my goodness, I just lost my mother to this. And then you're going to use the exact same thing in my life. But you ask, what am I supposed to learn from this? And I think that's key because, you know, in the beginning, I said that I believe that God uses disruption as an invitation to get us into the life that he has planned for us. But in my work, and maybe you've seen this too, I don't believe that many people, specifically Christians, have really been equipped to be able to identify how to respond when they get this invitation. And I say all the time, what it's really about is, are we going to see what it is that he needs us to see? Are we going to learn what it is that he needs us to learn? And for many of us, are we going to be willing to go where it is that he needs us next? And very seldom, if ever, is that the person's first response is to say, I'm not going to have a pity party. I'm not going to ask a lot of why questions, but I am going to try to figure out how can I really use this? And so you asked him like, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to learn? So what did you learn during all this? Well, I learned that our bodies were created with self-healing, regenerating mechanisms And our bodies were actually created to detect and attack cancer cells every single day. 
Yet if my body had developed cancer, that meant that I wasn't doing something. I was doing something that prevented my body from working the way that he intended. I also learned that, you know, you look at Genesis 129, where God tells Adam and Eve, these are the foods I have given you to eat. And then you look at what are those foods that God gave Adam and Eve to eat and that Daniel soared in health when he was eating. And they're basically fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices, beans, and legumes. This was given to us by God as the best things for us to eat. Now, the interesting thing is that research today shows that those things God created for us to eat that we now know because of science contain antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, fiber that all promote healing in our bodies. These are the things that the average American is eating two, maybe three of, and they think French fries is a healthy vegetable. It is not. So we're way off the beaten path. Now, I was eating five or six of these a day, and I found that for my body, that was not enough. I found many things, and that's why the eight steps in my book, five of them I already knew about and I had to go deeper. Three, I knew nothing about and I felt like, wow, how did I miss this all of my life? Yeah, but I did. Now, I've got to tell you that at first, I wasn't a very willing participant because the chaplain at the hospital, when I went to speak with him, he said, Jenny, I know it's confusing. I know you don't understand why you got a cancer you had no risk factors for. He said, but allow God to use it as a gift in your life for you to help other people. He said, you're an author, you're a speaker. Think of the book you could write to help other people. And I looked at him and I said, I don't want this gift. I don't want to write a book. I don't want to be the cancer queen that talks about cancer and breast cancer and how to survive it. I don't want anybody to know I've got cancer, you know? Yes. So I was not a willing participant at first. And then he went on and he said, I can see it now, Jenny, your next book. And the first words are, this is the book I never wanted to write. Yes. Jada, guess what the first words in my book are? They better be that. <laughs> I, I want to I pick something out before you go too much further, because if, I'll forget if I don't. You said something that was so key with maybe not even realizing it. I, for a good, the last season, let's just call it that. The last season of my podcast, I was talking about kingdom authority. I was talking about the authority that God has given us as believers, because I believe that we have a role to play in God's will for our lives, and he has a role to play in God's will for our lives. But too often, because we're taught that God is so great and powerful and all the things that he is, I believe that it puts us in a position where we kind of take a backseat to what it is that we can do. Because as soon as you said self-healing, it immediately made me think about the fact that you said, I'm going to look at what God has already given us and how can I use those things to get into a better place in my life. I didn't just sit around and only pray about it. I didn't just sit around and only talk to my spiritual leaders about it because that's still putting what I could be doing in someone else's 
in someone else's hands. And so I don't want to just skip past the fact that, yes, God gave it to you, but you made up in your mind to say, listen, it's not just my doctor's responsibility to heal my body. It's not just God's responsibility, even though that the word tells us that healing is the children's bread, but I have a role to play. And so let me look at the tools and the resources that God has given me to make sure that I'm doing what only I can do. My spiritual father says, you do what only you can do and then leave for God to do what only he can do. And so I didn't want to skip, I didn't want to skip past the nugget that is in that, that we have a role to play in God's will for our lives. We actually have an opportunity to partner with God and co-create getting to where it is that he needs us to be in life. Did you, did, did you do that um, intentionally or were you cognizant of that? Or was that something that you kind of just picked up on the back end? Well, the Bible tells us, you know, our body is a temple and we're to take care of the temple. And I had to go back to that and say, okay, how am I not taking care of this body, this wonderful self-healing body that yes. you have given me? And it took me a while to see it. But again, um, yes, we all have responsibility and we have that. And God gives us the responsibility to take care of our body. He gives us this wonderful, amazing body as a gift. But a lot of times we don't take care of it. Yes. I mean, the fact that we don't eat these gifts of nature that he has given us, that we don't properly hydrate, that we don't move and exercise each day. You know, scientists and doctors and researchers will tell you that the sedentary lifestyle is the new smoking. We may say, oh, as Christians, we don't smoke. But if you're leading the sedentary lifestyle, you've got a high risk for cancer. Yes. So it's what we do is important and we are commanded to take care of our body and we should use good good common sense. And I was trying to do that, but I had missed so many things because I was brought up in this culture where we eat the standard American diet. And guess what all the doctors told me? Standard American diet is not good for you. It took me a trip into the Middle East where I was there for a month going from country to country to see that probably the best diet for preventing disease and cancer is the Mediterranean diet, which is filled with these gifts of nature that God has has given us. So really, we need to do a, a check especially in America, where we are probably one of the most, we have the best medical inventions and, you know, we have so many things to help us and prosperity and we're not making very good choices. So, you know, we have to look at what we're doing and what God commands us to do. And we are told to take care of this temple. And when you realize how this temple was created to work, and what we need to do to keep it that way, then, you know, that helps you to fight disease and keep your immune system strong. And the eight steps in my book are all about keeping your immune system strong because they all enhance the immune system that God has gifted us with. Yes. So Jenny, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit about some of the things that can actually get in the way when we're when we're trying to create a better life. And we're going to share some tips and advice as to how we can do that. So we'll be right back. This 
This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right, welcome back. So before the break, Jenny, you and I were talking a lot about why God uses things in our lives. I believe that he's very intentional and he's very strategic about why he picks the thing that he picks. Because for you, he picked illness in your body. For me, he picked everything in my life drying up in order to get my attention and say, hey, all the things that you've done in the marketplace, I now want you to take all of those things and help me build the kingdom. So just like those of us who are parents, he knows what it's going to take to get his children's attention. And you so eloquently have laid out the right question to ask when God uses something in our lives to get our attention. I like to say disruption is not always negative. Sometimes God can use something positive to get our attention. Think about Abram in Genesis when he said, you know, go to the land that I will show you. He had to leave everything that, you know, he was going to a good place. And so sometimes God asks us to let go of trash. Sometimes he asks us to let go of treasures. Now, I think the negative things are the ones that we probably naturally give the most attention to. But I'm curious, in your experience, either from your own personal experience or people that you've had the opportunity to come into contact with, you said, you touched on this a little bit before we went to the break, when you talked about using things as a tool using the things that God gives you as a tool. And so in your experience, since we know that the bad things, if you will, that come into our lives can actually become positive things, they can actually be used to help us if we use them properly. What have you noticed are some of the common barriers? Like if someone is listening to this and they're like, you know what, I've got some disruptions going on in my life. I want to make sure that I'm using it to develop me and not destroy me. What are some of the things that you notice that get in the way that keep people from being able to do that, keeping them stuck? Well, a lot of times people are absolutely blind to things. Like, for example, when they have an illness, the first thing they say is, like you said, Lord, why me? Haven't I served you? And they don't look at what they're doing that may be causing it. And they blame, you know, God gets the blame for a lot of things that he doesn't deserve to get the blame for. I saw someone say on Facebook a few days ago, you know, they're dealing with cancer and now they're dealing with heart disease. And the first thing in my mind now with what I know is, have you looked at your diet? If you have heart disease and cancer and his cancer is highly related, the type he has to diet, um, Do we ever look at, you know, are we eating what God wants us to eat? Are we taking care of our body? What first people do is they, you know, I'm going to go to the doctor and the doctor is supposed to fix this. Yes. (laughs) And the doctors are really trying hard to fix it and they're bringing out every tool they have. But the one of the greatest tools is your own lifestyle and looking at how you're living. And I see that in America, a lot of people are... You know, some people are willing to change. Most people are not willing to change their lifestyle. They get a diagnosis and it's like, this is the doctor's responsibility to fix. 
And they don't realize that, you know, God might be using this in their life to try to show them, you know, you need to change the way you're you're living. This has happened as a natural consequence of your own lifestyle. So yeah. I don't think we we tend to, even as Christians, look at it that way. And I looked at it that way because my father died from Alzheimer's disease. And as he was going through the stages, I began to research what caused it, only to find out just like cancer, both are 90% lifestyle. Oh, there may be some genetics involved, but it's not as much as people think. Yeah. I know for my myself, um, I never really thought about, you know, before the break, you talked about God's command to treat our body like a temple. And you, since you had something go awry in your body, you asked yourself, hmm, let me take a look at how I'm treating this temple. For those of us who have never really struggled with weight, for those of us that may be asymptomatic, we, we feel just fine. I think that I think that that's one of the things that can get in the way of us really taking a good look at whether or not we're treating our bodies like temples to see if we're eating right, to see if we're living a healthy lifestyle, because I'm like, I'm not overweight. I'm not in any pain. I've got I don't have low energy, you know, all of the 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 things that are usually indications that something is going on in your body. And I think that that we, myself included, do ourselves a major disservice when we think that we can overlook some of the key things that we should be doing just because we don't see anything wrong, either it hadn't gone wrong yet, which I'm not claiming it. And it's true. We just can't see it. It's true, Shannon, that most people are not willing to change until something forces them to change. And what I teach and what I preach in my message is this cancer is so prevalent in our culture It is right now, one in two people get cancer. They're saying by 2030, it may be one in one, meaning everyone will face one or more cancers in their lifetime. And what I'm trying to get people to realize is, let's don't wait until you get the cancer diagnosis like I did, and you have to go through chemo and immunotherapy for a year and surgery after surgery after surgery and radiation, and then um, you know drug therapy for five years. I mean, boy, that's a long, tough treatment load. It's better to put a plan of prevention in place, realizing that heart disease is skyrocketing, dementia is skyrocketing, autoimmune conditions, they're over 100 now, highly related to diet and lifestyle. And so with cancer rates being high, I mean, we've got to look and say, okay, I'm not going to wait like the average person does. And I did, you know, I was doing some, some things preventatively, but had I learned, had I looked deeper, I, I would have done more because I want—I don't want anybody to experience what I had to experience. Yeah, and it's really better to put a plan in place, even if your body you don't feel the symptoms because you don't know when cancer is starting in your body. You don't really usually know until it's stage four if you didn't have screening or other yeah. reasons to find yeah. out. So it's really important that we look at at medicine as prevention, taking care of our body preventatively and not waiting for that terrible heart event to happen. Oh, now we have to have open heart surgery. That's a tough surgery to survive, you know? And so we want to, we want to prevent things because as Christians, we want to be able to serve God as long as possible. And if you're sick all the time and you go through cancer, like I did, I mean, three, four, five years of my life got knocked out with fighting this disease. Yeah. 
So we can serve God more effectively if we keep our bodies healthy. Wow. You know, you're, you're a wealth of information, Jenny, and I know that your book is full of information as well. And I know that there's probably a lot of things that a person can do and should do. But what's one thing that everyone, regardless of, because there's going to be some people that are listening to this episode when they see the title, because they they have had cancer, they know people have had cancer, they want to prevent it, they want to make sure that they're raising their children um, properly to decrease the chances that they're going to get it. So what is one thing, what would be your best tip that every single one of us can do starting today? I would have to, I'd have to give you two quickly. Okay, that's fine. All eight in my book are, are important, but hydration is critical to every cell in your body and every organ system. And so without proper hydration, your body that's created by God to detect and attack cancer cells can't do it if you're not properly hydrated. And the other one I would have to say that's so key is movement and exercise every day. Movement is life and movement helps your lymphatic system, which is the only system in your body that requires exercise and movement in order to work. The rest of them work autonomously. And so we must have, we cannot have this sedentary lifestyle if we want to be healthy. It affects every system in our body as well. And so one of the best things you can do during the cancer journey, even during chemo, they've now found in research, they didn't know this when I did it during the chemotherapy journey, is to move every day. I walk two miles before every chemo, two miles afterwards. You do what you can when you can, but movement is key to surviving and preventing cancer. Well, my pastor used to say, if you can't say amen, just say ouch. You just stepped all over my toes. <laughs> but it's a good thing. You're, you're here for a reason. You're well, the good thing is neither one of these things, the first three things in my book, well, a lot of things in my book don't cost a dime. You know, they're things you can do and they're not going to make your budget go up. You know, that, that's, so. that's important, especially in a, you know, at the time of this recording, everything is a lot more expensive than it used to be. And I don't think prices are going, are, are going to go down. I was telling someone not that long ago, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but, you know, post-COVID, I believe that a lot of organizations had to make up for as much money as they could that they lost. So, you know, prices began to skyrocket. And for the most part, people have been finding a way to pay for things. So in their mind, they're thinking, well, you've been paying for them, so we're not going to take them back down. So I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that, you know, because because like you said, you know, cancer is such a prevalent thing in our society. And according to the statistics that you gave, it's going to become, you know, occurring, occurring, occurring more and more. And so I'm glad to hear that some of the steps that you have are things that all of us can do, regardless of, of what resources that we may have access to. So Jenny, we've got to begin to wrap this conversation up. And so I would love to know, where can our listeners follow you? They can go to my blog site at JennyBrant.com. I do have a cancer prevention and wellness blog they can sign up for. Uh, you can, you know, click on a link to buy the book and you do, can also reach me through that website. And do you have a social media that you would like them to go to that you post stuff on? I do. It's called Unleash Your God-Given Healing. Okay. And is that on Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. That's on Facebook. Perfect. All right, Jenny. Well, I'm going to make sure that the links to your social media 
and your resources are in the show notes so that people can click on it. Uh, We talked about before the episode, your name has a unique spelling just like mine. So when people are looking for Jenny Brandt, you're not going to spell it the way that you think you're going to spell it. So be sure to look in the show notes and click directly on the link. Again, please, please, please share this episode. I talk about a lot of things on the show. Um, I don't know that we've ever, I have talked about health on shows before, but I don't think that we've had an episode that was solely related or, or more closely dialed into cancer. And so please, please, please share this episode far and wide so that we can get ourselves in a better position so that we can begin to prevent some of these things from happening and know God's way of, of being able to, to heal these things once we get them. So again, share this episode, Jenny, thank you so much for being here. And I pray that you guys will not only share this episode, but listen to past and future episodes as well. Everyone take care. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.